So it's been a while since I've done one of these. It's because life happened as it always does. Um, but today, I don't know if this is a smart idea since it'll all be out there and can be used against me in a court of law, but it's already in that process and I want to talk about it. Um, so today's episode is called The Heist. Anyways, back in April of this year, 2021, um, it had been roughly six months or so that my girlfriend and I had been homeless and you know, it's, uh, at that point it's tiring, you know, ready for it to be over. Um, being homeless is a lot harder than a lot of people think. They say, well, just go get a job. Yeah, it's not that easy. Because when you're homeless, you don't always have access to a shower or a place to sleep sometimes. There's the shelter, um, the situation with us was, one of us was too proud to go to the shelter. And because of that, the other person didn't want to leave the other person behind without knowing that they were safe. Um, but anyways, um, so yeah, uh, as I'm walking towards uh, this place called the banquet, it's where they feed you. I'm about a block away from there and this van pulls up in front of me and rolls down one of their windows and a guy sticks his head out and asks me if I wanted to make some money. And yeah, I mean, of course, who doesn't? And especially if you're homeless, who doesn't want to make some money? So I said, yeah. And he asked me if I had an ID. I said, yeah. I said, all right, hop in. So jumped in. I was like, all right, what's up? What do you need me to do? And is it going to be illegal? The guy said, uh, no, it's, it's legal. And we just need you to cash a check for a couple illegal immigrants that are here. Um, they don't have an ID and their boss pays them. But he makes the check out to somebody else that can cash it. I said, okay, sounds easy enough. Um, and also he said, they'll give you 15%. I said, all right, cool. And sounds, sounds easy enough. I said, well, why don't one of you guys do it? Because I assume one of you three has an ID. They said, well, yeah, we do, but you can only do it so many times. And because it's 
income and then you're going to have to pay taxes on it and all that. And I'm like, okay, well, that seems, you know, makes sense to me. He's like, so, yeah. He's like, all right, so where are you going? And I said, well, I'm going over there to get something to eat. I said, well, what are you doing after that? You got a place to go? I said, no, I don't. I said, all right, well, we'll, we'll get you a room too and we'll feed you since you're going to, you know, help us out. All right, that sounds pretty cool. It sounds like a good deal to me. So we drive around and I you know, ask them their names and I can't remember any of their names except for one guy. He said his name was Debo, which later on when I was telling my the story of my girlfriend, she's like, "Babe, I'm like what?" She's like, "You didn't, you don't, you don't get that." Like, it's like what? She's like, "Debo." She's like, "Have you never seen Friday?" I said, yeah, well, yeah, but what? She's like, that's the guy that steals from everybody. I said, oh, great. So he pretty much told me that he was going to steal from me before even doing it, and I just didn't catch it. That's awesome. So anyways, when we're driving down the road. We go to McDonald's, asked me what I wanted to eat. Normally, I, you know, I eat cheap. I use the McDonald's app to save money, and... I said, screw it. I'm going to order something, you know, decent. So I ordered a spicy chicken sandwich, one of those new ones that they have that are delicious. And, and of course, got the meal, large. And, you know, I'm cruising around a little bit. And uh, I'm like, hey, well, where do you, we're going to get you a room. We'll, you know, we'll set you up real nice. And they proceed to go to Motel 6 here in Sioux Falls, where if you've ever stayed at Motel 6 in Sioux Falls, it's definitely not considered being put up in a nice hotel by any means. It's where all the crackheads go and drug addicts and unsavory people. So... They hand me a hundred dollar bill and tell me to go in, get the room. And he said, get two, get two keys. I was like, okay. And that made me a little nervous. Um, like maybe what am I, what am I getting myself into here? If they want another key and I'm going to be the only person here, then I was like, maybe, you know, maybe one of them is going to be staying here to make sure I don't run off or something. I don't know. Anyway, so I go in and I book the room get the two keys, give them one, and then they go and drop me off and he hands me $10 and says if I, you know, get hungry later, whatever, thirsty. Um, tell him the room number and give him a key. And he's like, all right, well, we'll be back at 8. Be ready by 8.30. So okay. And he's like, well, let me... Let me hold on to your ID just to make sure you're still here. <laughs> no, you're not getting my ID, man. Like, not going to happen. So I go upstairs. And I relax a little bit. Shower, go to bed. Next day at 8 o'clock, you're knocking on the door. Open it up, and it's one of the guys. And he's like, you're good, no rush. Like, I can use your bathroom, though? I said, yeah. So I was pretty much ready. I just, you know, got dressed, or not got dressed, but put on my shoes and grabbed my bag and 
I go outside, but you know, I informed my girlfriend of what was going on and told her I would have my location history on all day in case something happened or I went missing just because I don't trust people and I assume the worst in every situation. Um, also, as I was walking out, I decided to take video of the vehicle. So that way, you know, kind of has my insurance. And so I did that and there's, there's an app where it can record while your screen is off. So nobody's aware that's going on. So I recorded my walk out to the, the van. It was a black Dodge minivan. It was a 2019 had California plates and filmed up to the point that I got into the vehicle and shut it off. So wait for the other guy to come out and then we had to go pick somebody up and we stop at these apartments and uh, this guy comes out and he hops in the front seat. I think they kind of brought this guy into it as uh, kind of like a uh, confidence and trust booster because the night before, or not the night before, but the, the morning of, I had said, you know, my girlfriend said that I'm going to do this and then you guys are going to just take all the money and not pay me and probably beat me up at the end. And I was like, what? No, we're not going to do that. Like, he's like, this guy's, uh, this guy has worked for us before too. And he's, you know, he's done it a bunch of times and he can't do it no more either. And, you know, met him too. And I don't remember his name either. Shook his hand. He's like, yeah. He's like, I probably made about a thousand dollars that day. It's like, oh, cool. I'm going to make about a thousand dollars today, which I wasn't expecting that much. I was figuring like maybe 300 bucks or something. So I'm assuming with them being illegals, you know, the paychecks would probably be, be between like seven to eleven hundred dollars. That's roughly what I make as a cook of 20 years a paycheck. So I forgot to mention too, as we pulled up to this guy's place wait and waiting for him, they start unloading uh knives and uh, even a bigger like almost machete sized knife that they were just going to throw in the trash and then there was even I believe a crossbow or something I know there was arrows involved um, they were just going to throw them away and the guy that they picked up said hey let me have the if you're going to throw it it's like those look pretty cool so he grabbed all that stuff and took it back inside and we waited I assume they did that as maybe some sort of intimidation factor to let me know that they did have weapons in case I tried to do something like take the money and run. Uh, so then we had, I believe we went to uh, Walmart after that and we sat there for, I don't know, a while. It's probably like 30 to 45 minutes. And he's like, we're, we're waiting for, uh, the other guy to pick up 
everybody that needs their check cashed. I said, okay. Um, and he's like, do you have, you have something nice? Like, you know, let's go into Walmart and buy you, you know, like a button up shirt. I said, no, I got something in here. And I pulled something out of my bag. Cause at that time I only had about three or four days worth of clothes in there along with my dad's ashes and, you know, just like the necessary stuff that you would need. Basically, if you went on a two-day trip somewhere. Um, so I pulled out uh, the one button-up shirt that I had and put that on. And I said, is this all right? He said, yeah, that looks good. It's all right, cool. So we go and drop uh, the guy that we had picked up, dropped him off, and then another one of the guys that was in there um, dropped them off. So there was just two out of the three guys with at that time. Um, I was in the middle row. There was a guy in the front seat, and then there was a guy in the very back. Um, so we said, all right, well, we're just waiting on the checks now. So we uh, went and picked up the first one. And we went to, I can't remember what bank it was, but we stopped there and he said, all right, um, you're going to go in there and cash this check. It's like, come back with the money. It's like, if they don't take the check, come back with the check. I said, wait, why wouldn't, why wouldn't they take the check? And I can't remember what reason he gave me, but he said something that kind of, you know, reassured me that everything was okay. I said, this, if this is a, like, if this is, if this is illegal, just tell me now. So that way I know, because I was going to bail if it was. And I said, don't, you know, don't, don't lie to me. I said, no, no, it's, it's, it's legal. Like, um, it's just gonna, it's made out to you. So the check is made out to you. It's okay to cash. Um, but, you know, if, if she gives you any problems, just tell her you'll cash it at your bank and we'll have them take it back. So, okay. I went in and pulled out the, the check and tried to cash it. And the lady looked at it and looked at me and put in the information. And she said, is this... Is this a normal payroll check? I said, well, yeah. She's like, okay. It just seems a little, a little high. I guess I, I said, oh, okay. And she looked at the amount. I can't remember the amount, but it was over, I, I believe it was over $2,000, which I didn't really, you know, I didn't think to look at the amount. I had assumed it was, was not going to be that much. Um, so she was like, I'm going to call and verify. And I said, okay. And she called and did some talking with whoever it was and hung up and looked at me and she said, well, the amount on the check is correct, but it was made out to somebody else. I said, uh, okay. Well, that's weird. And I assumed that I, I couldn't tell her that I was 
told that I was cashing a check for somebody else because I don't really know if that's illegal or not, but I mean, I know it's illegal to have an illegal worker, but I guess I didn't really see it as an issue from my moral standpoints, I guess, because it's just somebody that's working that, you know, is trying to support themselves and their family, which I have no problem helping them because I just don't. There's enough, I believe that there's enough work for everybody that if some illegal worker wants to be here working and is willing to work, that they can work. I think they should be allowed to do that. That's my standpoint on that whole thing, but we're not getting into politics here right now. I'm trying to tell a story. So I figured I was just helping. I didn't look at it as causing any harm. So anyways, I said, okay, well, I can just take the check back. I'll, you know, cash it at my bank. And she said, well, I'm going to need a copy of it. All right, that's fine. Let her take a copy and came back out with the check and told them they wouldn't cash it. I said, okay. So we went to the next bank. He's like, all right, the next check. Oh, I had forgot to add to as we pull up to these banks, um, we just don't pull up and he hands me the check and I go cash it and come back out. No, there's a process, which um, I, guess I, I don't know. I thought it was more of a in case I stole from them type of thing because we would stop somewhere and they would wait for a call and they would get the call and then they would say, okay, you're okay to go in. So I assumed there was somebody else watching me. And now telling this story, it's just like there's so many signs. But I just wanted to not be homeless so badly that I didn't want any of this to be true. But I wanted it to be a legitimate thing I was going to be able to make some money and be able to help us get off the get off the streets. Um, so we're going to check out. I pull up. Um, I get in. I said, "All right, we're going to the next one." So we go to the next bank, and same thing happens. Wait for the call. Get the call. And then he calls my phone and has me leave my phone on the whole time as I go in. And our next stop was Wells Fargo. He said, All right, you work for Verum Technologies. You do demolition for them. All right. I said, Okay. Nobody ever asked me where I worked or what I did there. I go into the first place for, for first Wells Fargo, handed my ID and the check, and I looked at the amount as I was walking in, and this one was for around thirty-three hundred dollars. 
I was like, okay, wow, this is whoever, you know, whoever is employing these illegals for $3,300 per paycheck, like sign me up. I'm, I'm legitimate. Well, I can work here. <laughs> That's more than I make in a month as a cook. I go, went, went in, handed my ID, said it's going to be a seven fifty charge for cashing the checks. That's fine. Counted out the money, handed it back to me. Go back out, and they're there. Hop in, hand over the money. He takes it, counts it, makes sure it's all there, and then set it into a shoebox. We go to the next spot. Same thing, wait for a call. He calls me, I go in, cash the check, $3,600. Third bank, same thing, check from the same place, different Wells Fargo, $4,200. Next bank, bank number four, $4,800. Next bank, same company, different Wells Fargo, $5,200. You know, and Wells Fargo didn't even question, didn't even look at me sideways, nothing, they just Looked at the check, looked at the computer, typed in some numbers, turned, count the money, charged me seven fifty. Thank you. Have a nice day. And all as all this is happening, I'm doing the math in my head. And the first bank was like four hundred something dollars or three hundred something dollars, around four hundred dollars. And I'm texting my girlfriend, like, "Hey, if I just made four hundred dollars off this first check." It's like at this rate, I could, you know, have enough for to buy us a car and and you know deposit and first month's rent for a place. And I think I only have like a hundred twenty dollars. It's my to my like my of my own money. And so I was so I was so happy that I was able to you know my girlfriend was I think she was staying at the Arch or something and she needed you know hygiene stuff shampoo and it felt so good to be able to send her $50 and just be like here babe go get what it go get what you need we're okay now so you know going and doing this throughout the day and it wasn't even that long it was just a few hours that I was with them um but the, the last one, the, the, the fifth check, I kind of looked at it a little bit closer and noticed that the paper was slightly thicker you know, than normal paycheck is. And that, you know, the color changing security marks that are usually on checks weren't there. I mean, the wording was there that if nothing appears, this is not a real check. So that last one, I was like, oh, fuck, these are all fake checks. 
It's like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I was like, well, I've already done four of them, five of them, whatever. It's too late now. I'm going to be the one on the line for all this. What's the difference if it's one more? So I go into this last one, and this check was for over $6,000. And this lady was, knew something was up. I guess, well, the, the girl didn't, but she brought it up to, I assume, her manager or, you know, her superior. And she entered the numbers, and she was like, Kind of gave it a weird look and brought over her manager and her manager's like, um, okay. Yeah. She, I don't know exactly what she said, but she was like, yeah, there's a couple of them out there. And I was like, what's, what's that mean? So she said, um, well, where do you work? I said, Verum Technologies. So, well, what do you do there? I said, well, I do demolition for them. He said, this is your normal um, payroll check? I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I was surprised too when when I seen my first paycheck. So said, sure beats being a chef. And she's like, well... You know, she just didn't, she seemed like she wasn't too thrilled about cashing it. And I said, you know what, I think I'll just cash it on my way home. I just wanted to get it done before lunch so that way I could skip a trip after work. And I grabbed the check and left. And I went back out to the, to the van and got in. I said, they didn't, they didn't cash this one. They asked a bunch of questions. It's a... I said, I know this is illegal now. These aren't real checks. So. How about you just, you guys are probably just now gonna rob me and beat me up or whatever. So that part's coming up now, isn't it? I said, no, no, we're good. And he's like, we just gotta go back to the boss man and give him the money so he can give them to his people. I said, all right. I said, well, I did the math and this is what you should owe me. He said, oh, all right, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know about all that, but you know, that, that's, that's what the boss is going to figure out. I said, well, I already figured it out. This is what you owe me. And it was around like 34, $3,500. And said, all right, well, we stopped at a gas station and they were going to switch spots. And before we did, you know, before we got there, I heard the guy in the back seat say, well, yeah, this is what we do. This is what, let's, let's do what we do. Which I'm assuming meant, well, it's time to 
jack this guy and leave him high and dry. So we stopped at the gas station and <clears throat> I opened up the door to get out so they could switch. And he's like, oh, are you going in to get something? I said, no. I was like, I don't need anything. And he handed me 10 bucks. He's like, oh, just uh, throw 10 in real quick. I said, all right. And I was only, I don't know, 30 feet from the gas station door. And I thought, this is probably when it's going to happen, maybe. So I ran, literally ran up and I just threw the $10 on the counter. And I said, 10 on five. And I turned back around to run back out. And they were already driving out of the parking lot. Down the road. With my backpack, my dad's ashes. I was so... I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know if I should feel angry or sad or... It was just a flood of mixed emotions and I didn't know what to do. So I called my girlfriend, Becca, and said, well, babe, you're right. They fucking did it. They fucking took all the money, took all my shit. I don't have a fucking goddamn thing. I went down the road and waited for a ride to come pick me up and like I had to give me back the money that I sent her. So then she's like, I'm sorry, here's, here's your money. It's only like 30, 30 something dollars. I bought shampoo and stuff. I can take it back. I said, no, just keep your stuff. So we went gas station spent a little time together before she had to go back to the arch and I had to go to the shelter I had a car picked out that day and had a couple places that I thought we might be able to get an apartment at I started messaging the guys like, what the fuck? It's like, that's real fucking, real classy of you to rob a homeless guy. I let him know. I said, hey, I, so you guys know I had my location on all day. I said, I got video as well as insurance. If I'm going to be the person taking the fall for this, then I better be getting paid. No response. Wouldn't answer my calls. Nothing. So I said, fine. I said, if you're not going to pay me, I said, at least just throw my shit out somewhere and tell me where it's at so I can get my stuff. So my dad's ashes are in there and that's fucking despicable of you to steal that. So just give me my stuff back. Just give me my my dad back. No response to that either. 
I never got my dad's ashes back around my stuff or nothing got turned in. At that that point, I like well. I guess I better fess up. I'd rather I'd rather fess up to it than have them come come find me because you know, everything was in my name. There's no video of them cashing the checks. So. Becca and I went down to the jail. I can't remember exactly what for. Oh, we were getting uh, some background checks so that way we could hopefully get into um, a transitional living place together where we could both live together. And before we went in there, I said, I need to make a call quick. So I looked up Verum Technologies and they're a real company out in Harrisburg, South Dakota. I believe it's Harrisburg. Um, just outside of Sioux Falls. They're an audio visual company. My dad was an AV guy. You probably would have been able to tell me there's no demolition in audio-visual. Uh, so I call up the company and ask for the uh, payroll department and they transfer me over there. I ask to speak to whoever is in charge of writing checks. They transfer me to that guy and he said, this is him. I said, hi. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I believe I inadvertently stole a very large amount of money from you guys. He said, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, I, I cashed some checks today um, that were made out to me from you guys. Um, but I don't believe you guys made them. He said, no, that's, that's not possible. I write the payroll checks. I said, well, I believe it's possible because it's, it's a lot of money. No, I didn't know exactly how much it was. I said, probably over ten or $15,000. He said, no way, that's not possible. I said, no, it really is because I, I did. And I'm sorry, but it happened. And I thought you should know. And he said, what's your name? And then I got scared at that point and I hung up. And... The next day I called public defender's office and spoke to a lawyer and asked them what I should do in this situation. And I was told that I should go to the police and tell them what happened. So I did. I walked down to the sheriff's department and asked to speak to somebody and told them exactly what I'm telling you guys right now. I said, am I going to be arrested after this? He said, well, not right now, but it's very possible there might be charges filed on you in the future. 
Bill came. And I left. And that was in April 2021. It's now October. I found out I had a warrant out in Minnehaha County when I was pulled over on September 19th after Beck and I had moved to the hills and Custer State Park finally with a good opportunity with a good paying job and super cheap housing out in the hills and it was beautiful and I loved it and it was awesome and we were finally doing well I bought two cars nothing you know nothing super nice but I was able to purchase two cars while we were out there um, We had a place to live, but we, it was coming the end of season and we had a majority of our belongings in the vehicle at the time because we were staying with my aunt in Rapid City. We were planning on getting a place in Rapid City. Um, season was over in October, October 16th or October 26th. Actually this season, I believe ended out there. So we got pulled over because I had paper plates on my car and apparently in Iowa you are they had paper plates or not I don't, I don't know why they don't work in Iowa but they do in South Dakota and I still had seven days to get my plates on my car but they pulled me over and I didn't have insurance um which it's my bad and I was driving without a license which oops my bad I mean the been doing it for a very long time but once again it's one of those moral things where i don't believe it's illegal i mean it's frowned upon and stuff like that but it's just it's too expensive to get my license back i mean i will eventually but anyways that's besides the point anyways so i got pulled over i didn't have a license and i didn't have insurance and becca was with me and they ran my name and they were back there for a very long time and one of the guys comes up and he said we're having problems with uh the computer right now so if you just want to hang tight I said okay and then they come back up and he asked me to get out of the car it's like okay i'm obviously going to jail what for so you, you have a warrant out for your arrest in Minnehaha County and it's an extraditable warrant so we'll be placing you under arrest until South Dakota comes to pick you up I said okay I sat in jail in Woodbury County in Sioux City Iowa from September 19th until September 29th when South Dakota came and picked me up, spent my birthday in jail. Happy birthday. And when I came back to Sioux Falls, um, the, uh, the, the jail had handed me a piece of paper that said I had a warrant and it was for $1,500 cash assurity 
which meant I could bond out for roughly 150 bucks. And then I kind of looked at it a little bit closer and I said, this warrant was from Lincoln County. It's like, that's weird. I said, I thought it was me, haha. I wait to go to court and the next day in court, they tell me my charges. I'm getting charged with three counts of forgery. Which are class five felonies. I think it carries a maximum of five years in the penitentiary. And I went to court and they gave me a PR bond, which meant that I could get out of jail without paying any money. And it's like, okay, cool. And then they take me back and then they tell me that I'm not getting out of jail because I still had a warrant in Lincoln County, which I was confused because I thought I just went to court. And I went to court on Monday, the following Monday, I went to court on Friday and I waited until Monday, went to court again on Monday and found out that I have a forgery, another forgery charge, a identity theft charge, and a possession of a forged instrument with intent to defraud charge, which forgery is in class five and the other two are class six. So it's another five years. And then I believe it's two years on the other two. So 24 years total. for a spicy chicken sandwich, a stay at Motel 6, and $10. <laughs> so, boys and girls, when they say crime does not pay, believe me, it does not. It's not very well. <laughs> That's my little story about the heist, which now I am awaiting to go to court for on in November. And then my trial date is set for December sometime. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for listening to my admission of guilt here and I hope the state or the jury takes a little pity on me though I know it was wrong I didn't know the entire time I mean it doesn't lessen what I did but I was just trying to do what I could to take care of myself and my family. So if anybody knows any good pro bono lawyers out there, send them my way or start me a GoFundMe so I can get a decent lawyer. Thanks for listening.